Welcome to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Caravans, campervans, motorhomes and more. It's the place to get hints, tips and impartial advice from the expert himself, Matt Sims. Brought to you by thatleisureshop.com. Join us on the journey with Motorhome Matt. Welcome along to the Motorhome Matt podcast. I'm Keith Gooden. And I'm Motorhome Matt. He's the expert and I'm sort of filling in this chair to the left of him. He raised the average age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah by two years. Uh, okay then, <laughs> guide to gas is what we're talking about today. So anything you want to know about the gas in your motorhome or your caravan or your van, this is the podcast for you. No fart jokes. <laughs> you had to get that in early, didn't you? You're leaking them out. <laughs> but first of all, uh, let's talk about that leisureshop.com, uh, which sponsors the podcast every week. Fabulous company with fabulous stock, and that's why you fabulously should be buying something from them. This week, what should people be buying? So this week, there are some fantastic deals on the website and in the store itself. Uh, windbreaks. Lots of offers on windbreaks if you're after a grey one, a blue one, or even an orange one. Our corporate colour. Uh, we got loads of them, and they're on discount as well. It's a great little accessory, to very useful to throw in the back of the motorhome or in the camper van, uh, or in the caravan even. We've even got windbreaks with a Kadar strip. So on a caravan, you have an awning rail around the side of it. You can attach the windbreak to your caravan and then pull it away from the caravan and peg it down, and there you are, instant wall. Brilliant. Never underestimate the power of the breeze. Get yourself a windbreak. Now, the, one of the things I wanted to mention, actually, is delivery from that leisureshop.com is actually within two or three days, or sometimes it can be next day, can't it? It usually is next day. It depends what time you place the order. So we use DHL as our courier, and they've been fantastic generally. Uh, in fact, most of the time they've been great, and it's normally next day, and people are often surprised. They're like, gosh, I only ordered that yesterday morning, and it's there. Uh, so, yeah, two to three days is our promise. Most of the time it's next day if you get the order in early in the day. The team will then get busy picking and packing. Uh, and often there's a little mystery gift inside as well. Oh, a mystery gift. Yeah. No is it promises. Free things. We love that. <laughs> okay, then let's delve into the news. Uh, should we have for today and uh, the Newbury Show? Yeah, that's coming up next week. Uh, if you're going to the Southern Motorhome and Caravan Show, it's called Newbury Show Grain. We'll be there with the shop. Andy, Mandy, Darren, and Jude. <laughs> the cast of our children's TV show. Uh, they will be there. I'm there as well. Uh, so, yeah, come along and we've got some fantastic tables and chairs, a huge range of Crespo product, and Bow Camp. They are beautiful. So, come along and have a look. And we've got kayaks and inflatable paddle boards from Seago as well. So, if you've ever fancied sitting in a kayak, an inflatable one, come and check them out. You can do just that. And a good one for that area because they've got all the old gravel pits, haven't they, around the Reading, yeah, Newbury you, area? You go off and have a go. <laughs> just come and sit in one just, or stand on imagining one. Imagining some of the customers might actually be living near to somewhere that you could use them. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. They are a brilliant accessory, though. They fold down fairly small, easy to stash away in your garage of your motorhome and great fun in the sea or on fresh water. So, yeah, come and have a look. We've won an award. Another one, Matt. I know. Double award winning. We have won Best Leisure Vehicle Podcast of the Year for the UK. That's pretty good. Well done. Any competition? None. <laughs> <laughs> we are the first, we're the best, and we're the brightest. SME News awarded it to us. So, yeah, we're very chuffed. We're, going, we're waiting on the trophy. 
So well, I'll bring that in later. You can give it a polish. Thank you very much for awarding us that. And thank you for everybody who listens. It's fabulous. Uh, over 70,000 downloads uh, last year. And believe me, for podcasts, that's pretty damn good. We're nearly 100,000 now. Oh, we? Yeah. That's fantastic. OK, then it's the Motorhome Mad podcast. I brought to you with thatleisureshop.com. Let's get in to the main bit of the podcast for this week. It is our guide to gas. Da, da, da. There it is. Why do we have the gas we have? Why do we have <laughs> the gas we have? Yeah, so we sell calor gas. We're a calor gas stockist in the shop. Do you know that calor in Spanish means hot? I do. You said that before. I know, I have said it I, before. It's I didn't. to be boring. <laughs> But I think it needs to be repeated. Caliente means hot food, you know, spicy. Calor means, oh, the weather's hot. There we are. That's the name. That's where it came from. Calor gas. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so we sell calor gas. We sell loads of it, particularly to people with a motorhome camper van or caravan. Uh, and we get lots of questions about it as well. Of course, calor have been in the news, haven't they, very recently, having scrapped the small bottles. So calor back on... 1st of February, decided, and it was a very short-term announcement. In fact, we leaked it on TikTok. You leaked gas? I did leak gas. We leaked the news. Um, it wasn't a big secret. Uh, you know, a, a, a press release had gone out to the trade. But it was big enough. It was big enough, and 105,000 views in a few hours. On TikTok? Yes, we were famous on TikTok for a moment. My kids were very impressed. So from the 1st of Feb 23, there was a bottle called the Cube, which isn't very prolific in our industry. The 3.9 propane and the 4.5 butane were all discontinued. And the Cala 6 Lite, which has been prolific in the motorhome and caravan world, and the 12 kilo butane were all discontinued, never to be seen again. So we actually sold our last 3.9 and 4.5s the other week. Uh, and I wanted to take a picture of the customer buying them because I said, we, we will never sell one of these again. You're our last customer to buy one of these because we are now unable to get any more. So once they're gone from the supply chain, that's it. So we will not be supplied anymore. Why does it matter about these sizes? Well, if you've got a Roma home, that's a very small camper van, often built on a little Citroen van, or you're even a boat with a very small gas cupboard or a Volkswagen camper van, so VW, then you can only get these small bottles in the gas cupboard. So what you're going to do now, I mean, Calor will exchange your 3.9 for a 6 kilo. That's all well and good. If it doesn't fit, it's no use at all, is it? So it's a big issue. And Calor's approach to it is, well, then change to camping gas, which is a, a French version of gas, which, of course, requires a different regulator. So it's also more expensive. So there's all these considerations that people that are using these smaller bottles are having to face. And it raised lots of questions about, hang on a minute, you know, I don't like the fact that this, this control's been taken away from me by Cala. Why are we faced with this and why do Cala control the market so much? It was interesting that the Cala light bottle came about in the 1990s. It was some years ago that Cala announced that they were discontinuing it. It's taken them years to actually do it, but it was released in response to a BP gas light bottle and Cala panicked because uh, BP were entering the motorhome caravan market, uh, particularly at that point more so the caravan market because motorhomes were still relatively new. So Cala launched this bottle. It turned out that the BP bottle was too big 
and didn't fit into most motorhome gas lockers. So it wasn't really an issue for Calla, but our market loved it. It had pictures of a motorhome and a caravan on it, had a light top, a light bottle, um, and it was perfect. Payload, big topic, kept the weight down. But what about our listeners? Are they now confused about what they can buy, can't buy, can fit in their motorhome or their caravan or can't? I mean, what does it mean for the end consumer? Is there a simple answer? Yeah, there is a simple answer. If you're reliant on those smaller Cala bottles, you need to consider now an alternative. And that alternative is camping gas in the first instance, because that's widely available, particularly on the continent. Even in North Africa, camping gas is everywhere. Uh, Calor, of course, is a UK-specific product, and you can't exchange a Calor bottle for anything similar in the on the continent. In fact, anywhere, it is only in the UK you'll find a Calor gas bottle. So if you're reliant on a small bottle, you're going to have to consider going to camping gas, changing your regulator that connects to the bottle, because that will be different, or consider another supplier like Flow Gas uh, or maybe a very small refillable bottle uh, where you take that bottle to a, a, a gas dispenser and have it refilled there. Why are the regulators different? Is it just to lock you into one supplier or is there something different about yeah. the gas? There are several types of regulator depending on the bottle. So there is propane and butane. Both are LPG, liquid petroleum gas. The only difference between the two, and I used to believe that butane burned hotter and longer than propane, it doesn't. They burn exactly the same. In a laboratory, there might be the microscopic amount of difference, but they're both LPG. The difference is the temperature at which they will operate. So propane will operate at a much lower temperature than butane. So in the cold, a propane bottle will operate down to minus 45 degrees. doesn't really get that cold in the UK, does it? Whereas butane will only function down to minus a half degree. Uh, so in the, in the UK, butane will freeze. It just won't function and it won't burn and you lose all the pressure. Uh, and that's why propane is so prolific in motorhomes and caravans. Really, that's the only reason that I can find. They are otherwise the same, but they carry a different connector. So a different connector to the bottle and thus a different regulator. Yeah, so you just got to change the regulator on, on the end of your pipe, which is yes. fairly e easy to do. And it's worth keeping in mind as well that, the, that these are liquid gases, so they're liquid in, in that bottle, aren't they? It's Correct. not until you let the gas escape and it goes into your burner that it becomes a gas. It's gas under pressure becomes a liquid. That's right. And it's a very high pressure, about 150 millibar in the bottle, but it's reduced down to 30 millibar via your regulator into the right pressure for the appliances in the vehicle. And that's really key. That's a very important point. Camping gas, though, is a mix of propane and butane. And the reason they've mixed propane in with the butane is to lower the temperature it will operate at. So to make it viable to use in colder weather. If it was pure butane, it would freeze very easily. Uh, and camping gas now, they are all refilled in France. So until, I think it was 2019, the camping gas bottles were being refilled by Cala in the UK. Uh, as a huge gas plant in Neath in South Wales and that was being used to refill the camping gas bottles. A commercial decision was taken to not do that there and they're all being done in France which is why there was a massive shortage post-Covid because there was no gas bottles from France being shipped 
there, you know, there were all these challenges with shipping and there was no camping gas in the UK for months and months and months. And that's why it's because they were coming from France full. The French authorities and camping gas themselves stopped shipping it to the UK. They were keeping it in their own country. And then uh, last year, they kind of relinquished that and started sending them to the UK. So now we have a, a steady flow of camping gas bottles again. And has the price come down? No, it is more expensive. And of course, it's only going to get more expensive as the demand goes up. And then, of course, there's patio gas. Have you heard of patio gas? I have indeed heard of patio gas. Yeah, they're a green bottle. uh, And patio gas is just propane. It is exactly the same as a six kilo red propane bottle in a different bottle. They're just marketing it for your barbecue (laughs) or for your heater or whatever. It's called a leisure product. And so it's more expensive. So I started unpacking this with Cala, and patio gas bottles are a green bottle with red handles, nice big handles, I have to say very easy to lift and to manoeuvre perhaps under your barbecue or next to your barbecue. The gas inside is exactly the same as in a six kilo gas bottle at a premium price. So there's been a huge issue around people not having an empty bottle to exchange. And in the old days, pre-COVID, if I can call them the old days, you could go into a a shop like that leisure shop at any Calor agent and pay them thirty nine ninety nine, and that would be a bottle deposit. You get a little piece of paper that confirms you've paid it and you'd be given a full bottle of gas. When you use that, you then take that empty back and they'd exchange it for a full one. Yeah. You kept that piece of paper. So you pay for the bottle once. Exactly. It's a bottle deposit. They call it a Calor refill agreement, a CRA. Calor stopped doing that on all their bottles. You could not buy a bottle of gas if you didn't have it empty. And so the black market went mad. People were selling them initially £10 a bottle, £5 a bottle. I've seen people now selling them for 150 quid. No! The demand is so strong. You go and buy a motorhome, it's got no gas bottles on it. The only way to get gas bottles is to go on eBay, Gumtree, Marketplace and go and buy an empty bottle uh, and for cash, which is actually, in Calor's eyes, illegal. It breaches their agreement. They're but, not allowed to be sold. But they're not supplying any bottles through their standard agreement. That's they? right. They've been switched off. They won't supply you. So how are you meant to get a Calor bottle? So you had no choice but to go and buy one on the black market, eBay or Facebook. Gumtree, wherever. I had uh, a bottle for my barbecue at home, and it was a blue one, a company uh, down uh, Yeovil Way, which I used to get refilled in the Bath area, which is uh, near to where I live. And uh, the garage that used to refill it for me, he sold it and closed it. And I rang them up and I said, I've got this bottle, what do I do with it? And they said, well, if you can get down to Yeovil, we can exchange it, but otherwise... There's nothing that we can do. So I went out and got myself a £10 Cala bottle, and it's a good thing I did, I think. Yeah. Well, we were even going out and buying them as well for cash and selling them for cash so we could just help a customer get into the system, basically. And we had no option. Otherwise, we were just turning people away. And they've just spent, you know, £80,000 on a motorhome. It's not been supplied with any gas bottles. Can't use it. So why did Cala do that? Did they run out of bottles? Did the manufacturing stop because of the pandemic or the war in Ukraine? What was the whole reasoning behind this? Well, it was a massive demand, wasn't there? So people went out and bought motorhomes, campervans and caravans in droves. So there was a huge demand and there just weren't the bottles in the system. It's interesting to note that 20% of Cala gas bottles that are returned empty have to be refurbished. So they go into a holding area. Do you know there's actually in the north of England, there's an airfield absolutely covered in empty gas bottles. Calla renting an airfield and filled it 
with empty gas bottles that they have to refurb. One of the reasons they discontinued the small bottles is it takes the same amount of time and cost to refill and refurb one of those as it does a 13 kilo bottle or even a 6 kilo bottle. So it was a commercial decision because they're only making a couple of pounds per sale of these smaller bottles to discontinue them. That's why. And there was actually a guy who was working for Cala uh, in Brazil, transformed Cala in that country, who was brought to the UK to revolutionise Cala in the UK and did do so. Part of that, though, unfortunately for us in this sector, was we saw these small bottles discontinued. Okay, then I hope that's untied some of the confusion around this. Here's the type of bottles you can get. Self-refillable, safe fill, gas slow, BP, Alugas, Gasset. Yeah, so these are all types of self-refill bottle. So people often will say, well, I'll just refill my Cala gas bottle myself. And you can actually buy an adapter on Amazon or eBay that will allow you to refill a Cala gas bottle. In Cala's eyes, that is illegal. It's a breach of their terms and conditions. Is it dangerous it, to do It's also that? very dangerous, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the biggest risk is that bottle is never going to get refurbed. It's never going to get inspected. Within the industry, the refillable bottles have become very popular. So you can go and buy a bottle that is designed to be refilled by you at an auto gas dispenser. Uh, and we'll come on to those in a minute because they're disappearing. I'll talk about those in a sec. But if you buy a refillable bottle, you can obviously use it up and then refill it anywhere where you can find yeah. autogas. The risk is with those bottles is they're never inspected because you don't have to get one inspected. The recommendation is that it gets inspected every five years or m- no more than every 10. But I know people that have had them for 20 years and have never had them looked at. And the risk for Cala is that you take one of their bottles and fit a refill device to it. You know, the bottle could be 30 years old when you got it and then it's never inspected again so that's against Cala's terms and conditions to do that a Cala bottle is an exchange bottle where you take it back empty and they give you a new bottle that's full and that's the same with flow gas and camping gas so if you are going to buy a refillable bottle please get it inspected um, take it to a gas specialist who will inspect it for you and there are lots of them around the other type is an underslung gas tank so there are no bottles on the motorhome or, or camper van, but there is a permanent tank fixed underneath with a refill point. And on that subject, Matt, let's hear from Joe. We were thinking of changing the motorhome from normal colour gas to LPG. However, I've just discovered that they're going to phase out LPG pumps at most of the leading, if not all the leading, petrol stations by 2024 how is it i found this by accident only because i was looking into lpg why is it not being talked about nationally when it affects every part of the travel industry from motorhomes to caravans to cars everywhere i'd be really interested in your take on that so that's joe Uh, she's got concerns there about lpg disappearing from four courts she wants to know why it's not being talked about and (laughs) what we're going to do well it's very true joe i'm sorry you think it's not being talked about we've actually been talking about this for a while on the podcast so motor fuels group who are the company behind auto gas they're the people that put the pumps for gas refilling into fuel stations have made a commercial decision to remove them from all future fuel stations by the end of 2024 So the space that they take up is going to be replaced by EV charging points, probably. Um, Because let's face it, cars are increasingly going electric, and that, at the moment, is the future we're on. 
different topic, I know. So being aware that auto gas is disappearing in the UK is really important. And maybe it's not being talked about enough. I know that Brownhills and other motorhome dealers have started introducing their own gas dispensing facilities so that customers that use gas in their motorhome or caravan have somewhere to refill it. On the continent refillable gas bottles are really prolific it's quite easy to get hold of the gas the problem in the uk is that the drive for these pumps was never driven by motorhomes and caravans there wasn't the demand in the same way as there is on the continent because we've got caller bottles here the need for it was created by people driving cars that were big thirsty petrol engines being converted to gas and those have disappeared I mean, no one's converting big heavy duty petrol engine cars to gas anymore and so the demand for it's just simply disappeared uh, and, and we're being ignored as motorhomers and and camper vanners with refillable gas tanks we're a tiny percentage of that market but as joe says this is a pain in the you know what will there be fill up points for motorhomers well it's interesting i think there will as i say motorhome a number of motorhome dealers have started installing their own because obviously it will drive custom to them and hopefully when they're there filling up their gas they'll go and buy something in the shop as well but what's interesting is we need to look beyond this i think we're into a increasingly gasless society so if you look at the future of motorhomes and camper vans we're being told that it will be electric and they will be all electric. So we'll have big lithium batteries with inverters that can run induction hobs, electric ovens, electric fridges, and run them very effectively. So therefore, the need for gas on a leisure vehicle will, I think, start to disappear. I find it interesting that more and more motorhome manufacturers are already introducing diesel heating. So the heating is powered not by gas, but by diesel and possibly electric. And then the appliances are going electric with lithium batteries and inverters. So we could well see the demand for gas disappear, which, of course, would just impact this industry even more. OK, well, we'll keep an eye on that. What about when we sort of go abroad and see what the rest of the world is doing, the UK versus Europe versus the USA? What's happening? Yeah, so refillable tanks, as I say, on the continent and in the US are very, very commonplace. There are refillable type bottles in each country. Often they're unique to that country, as Calagas is to the UK. So if you go to Europe and you've got a refillable bottle and you run out, you would have to buy that country's bottle and that country's adapter and regulator and change all of that on your motorhome or caravan. And then when you came back, you'll end up with this German bottle, for example, and have to put your UK system back in place and, of course, get it gas safety tested as well. So refillable bottles on the continent are really popular. If you're going to the continent, I would definitely recommend investing in a refillable bottle is a big initial outlay but you'll find it much more convenient if you're over there using gas and remember to buy the adapters for the refill pumps because there are three adapters that you will need depending on which country you're going to so if you go to the gaslow website they have all the detail there we sell them at that leisure shop as well so spain has their own adapter the uk has a different type of adapter on the end of that refill pump in the usa refillable gas tanks are very commonplace rvs as they call them are generally much bigger than motorhomes here and they have huge gas tanks on board and so lpg refill is very commonplace in the us although interestingly they are starting to see more and more refillable gas bottles that are portable uh, appearing on motorhomes over in the us so gas is still prolific but i think we will start to see 
it diminish in, in use uh, on motorhomes of the future. What's happening to all these discontinued bottles? You've, you mentioned uh, there's a place in the UK uh, where there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of them sit, <laughs> sitting there. I mean, you've got all these bottles which are, are now not going to be refilled with gas. Yeah. What's going to happen to them? Well, I guess some of them will be scrapped, melted down. The 15 kilo butane bottle can easily be transformed into a 13 kilo patio gas bottle. So the regulator's changed, it's painted green, and it can be used as a patio gas bottle. And, and patio gas is really, really popular still. We, we, you know, we love cooking outdoors in this country. Uh, and so barbecue sales are bigger than ever, and there is a demand for patio, that leisure gas. Um, but most of the small bottles are going to end up in India or Africa. There's a huge demand for them there. It's boom territories for gas. In fact, containers are being stopped almost every week with stolen gas bottles in destined for Africa. Uh, I was talking to Caller about this only this morning. Uh, and, and again, a container was stopped only last week full of stolen bottles going to Africa. Amazing, isn't it? OK, so that we've tried to do our best for you around gas. If you've got any more questions on this, please do get in touch. Details at the end of the podcast. It is the Motorhome Matt podcast. I'm Keith Gooden. And I'm Motorhome Matt. And let's delve into our audience Q&A. It's all brought to you with thatleisureshop.com. First of all, we've got David. Hi, Matt. Uh, we watch a lot of your podcasts and find them really informative. One thing that we haven't seen you do, which we'd find really interesting, is if you could do a podcast on the relative merits of butane gas v LPG, particularly this new gas low system that is being advertised a lot and the possible reduction in the sizes of the bottles not being manufactured anymore it's all very confusing for us confusing for you david imagine what my brain is like like a bowl of spaghetti <laughs> well david rewind and listen again so the the key difference i'll say it again between butane and propane is the temperature at which they can operate there is no really tangible difference between the two so propane will work at a much colder temperature than butane now if you're going to use your motorhome or camper van in the winter then you need to put propane on it that as far as i can work out is the sole reason that propane is the go-to gas but for leisure vehicle industry. That's the only reason I can ascertain. Chris in Worcester asks, is there any advantage to using an LPG tank instead of Calagas? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you won't be faced with this issue of trying to find an empty bottle to get yourself started. But the challenge is going to be finding the refill points. In the UK, they are disappearing by the end of 2024, in fuel stations at least anyway. So you'll find that auto gas outlets will disappear. So if you've got one near you, you will see it disappear. And we were talking earlier about how some dealers will have uh, outlets in store, but it, is it as involved as, say, a fuel retailer with tanks below the surface, which are only accessible from certain points? They have to be inspected. You know, it, it's a combustible material. Or do you, can you just have a, a big tank which you can have on your premises? Yeah, so autogas tanks are above ground. So you're on a fuel station that dispenses it. You'll see them surrounded by metal poles so no one can drive into it. Um, and you'll see that real estate on the fuel station be cleared in place of an EV charge point, I suspect. The, the other big benefit of an LPG tank, assuming you can find a refill point, is they're generally much bigger than a gas bottle. So it will last a lot longer, so you're not refilling as often. So if you're going on a long trip, you know, it's going to last you. But some people will put a gas bottle on their caravan and they'll change it once every two years. 
And this is one of the reasons why for Caller, we're such a small part of their whole business. You think they're supplying bottles to all sorts of marketplaces and industries. The leisure vehicle industry is a tiny part of Caller's business, and we are feeling that pinch as a result of that. Would it be something that your business would look at, having an LPG outlet uh, on the premises? Yeah, I would love one. Uh, We just don't have the space. I mean, I would genuinely love one because I think it would attract people to us that want to refill. It gives the consumer a choice. Uh, We would then be able to resell refillable bottles. Uh, And for our hire team, it would make it dead easy. Can we chew through gas? Because when people are on a hire holiday, they, they don't remember to turn the heating and the hot water off. They go out for the day and leave it all on. And in a weekend in the winter, you can chew through a six kilo bottle easily. So, you know, our hire team are really getting through bottles of gas. And when they're in short supply, that does present us with a challenge. But we're fortunate in that we're supplied here by the Caller gas plant in South Wales. And we seem to have no issue. We've never not been supplied with gas. So we carry a lot of six kilo I think we've got about 88 bottles in stock. So we've always got it. I mean, you know, that could change, obviously. But I have to say the supply is improving all the time. Uh, But it will be interesting to follow this one and see how gas evolves and if I'm right. Brian was at the Manchester show and left you this question on one of our paper forms. A Cadac salesman suggested camper vans will have to have external gas connections to be allowed on campsites in Europe in the future. Is this true? I don't know is the honest answer. We'll delve into that one well, for you. Cadac, if you're listening, can you get in touch? Can you help Brian? Because that's the first I've heard about that being a requirement in Europe. I mean... An external gas connection point is a standard feature on many motorhomes and is often an option that people buy so you can connect your barbecue to the gas bottles on the van. Maybe they're saying you, know, you can't just connect them directly to the bottle. Well, we do at home. So. We'll get our crack team of investigative reporters on this one. Stay tuned to the podcast <laughs> Come on, in the Kadak. future. Come on, Kadak. They sound like aliens from a Doctor Who episode, don't they? The Kadaks. <laughs> Sue Croft is in Reading. Is it possible to change gas heating and cooking to electric or do all motorhomes post-2020 have electric water heating? What I found is that about 10 years ago, maybe eight years ago, a lot of motorhomes were only supplied with gas heating and hot water and the electric option on a Truma boiler was a cost option. And then we've seen more recently electric and gas as standard. So the electric came as part of the package. And then again, more recently, we've seen more and more motorhomes and camper vans being fitted with diesel heating and gas and electric hot water, um, which I think is a great feature because you're not reliant on the supply of gas. Diesel is prolific, isn't it? Can you change it? Yes, you could. Uh, It would be quite expensive. You'd have to swap the boiler, possibly, or add a, a facility to it to add the electric to it retrospectively, as it were. But not all motorhomes have electric water heating. Trying to heat a tank of water, so your boiler of water with an electric element, is very electric hungry. So it uses a lot of energy. Whereas on gas, it's far more efficient, far more effective. And it's the same with heating the motorhome. You you heat the motorhome with gas, it's much quicker to get warm. On electric, the, the, the fan speed is frankly pretty pathetic. And the heat that comes out is really minimal. And I always say to people, heat the motorhome on gas and then maintain it on electric, assuming you're on electric hookup. With diesel heating, of course, you've only got the option of diesel heaters. They are cheaper and noisier. Uh, and I think 
because of the cost, that's why manufacturers are increasingly using diesel, plus the challenges around getting gas. But changing it is, is of course, an option. Um, you could fit a diesel hit, heater retrospectively to your motem if you wanted to, um, but it's going to have a cost. But uh, Sue's also under the impression that all motorhomes manufactured after 2020 all have electric water heating. As far as you, you know, that's not the case. No, not necessarily. I mean, I would say they all have gas heating and with electric added on as an inclusive option i think we're going to see more and more with diesel heating and i think we'll see diesel and electric as an option as well you're right about electricity an electric kettle just for a cup of tea will draw a couple of thousand uh, two kilowatts rather of energy which is a huge amount when you think that the light in your living room you know is probably going to be a maximum of 100 watts yeah so yeah you're right converting electricity to heat energy is astoundingly inefficient it is yeah and a gas kettle always boils quicker as well doesn't it than an electric kettle so gas is one of the most efficient and clean sources of energy that you can burn the environmental impact of a gas flame is you know minimal electric is a much higher consumption of energy Okay, then it's not like Animal Farm. Electric, all good. Gas, all bad. There's bits, there's bits in the middle. Four legs, good. Two legs, better. Uh, okay, then. Uh, so uh, this has been a complicated episode. I know it has. And if you're sitting there thinking, oh, what do I still do? Keep in touch with us. We will keep you abreast of every, every development that happens uh, and with the Calagas situation in this country as well. But we've tried to unfold as much of it as we can with the information that we've got. So if you're still confused, we apologise. But if you've got any questions people should get in touch and how do they do that you can do that really easy just head to motorhomemat.co.uk forward slash ask matt fill in the form or record your question by hitting the orange button please if you give us your name and tell us where in the country you are we love to hear your voice and hear from you and we love knowing where people are as well don't we we, we do and what about youtubering you can find us on youtube at motorhome matt when you're there click subscribe and make sure you hit the little bell and then when we release a new video YouTube will tell you. Thanks for listening to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Remember to check back here for more episodes full of hints and tips and helpful advice. We'll see you soon for another Motorhome Matt podcast brought to you with thatleisureshop.com.